And welcome to another edition of On The Board Sports, OTB Sports, yes. Hopefully we don't get sued for saying that. I'm your host, Will Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C, along with my main man, my co-host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. Sean, happy Friday, TGIF, how the hell are you, bud? Happy TGIF, well, I am doing well. Um, I just got my hair done and my head is on fire, but hey, I'll be okay. And uh, besides that, well, it is a football uh, Friday, well, so that's always a good thing. Awesome with a capital A, baby. Hey, like the song goes, you didn't get your nails done, but nails done, hair done, everything Everything big. did. Everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? I- <laughs> oh, you fancy, huh? Look at Will. Yeah, Look baby. That's Will. it. It's that energy. It's that Friday feeling, baby. That's Will Switz beats Chirucci. I like how that song. I wish. I wish. <laughs> no, we could, I could always go to school for that again, right? That's or true. just use my own free time doing that. Right. Um. Hey, anyway, uh, big shout out to our producer, Caleb. Coming back from Indianapolis from his uh, comedy uh, comedy tour festival. festival comedy festival, so he I think he did good, right? You did good, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did good. Excellent. Uh, you know, just always gotta focus in on the next one, but you know, and that's it. You'll be good. That's it. You know. Excellent. Um. Anyway, lots to talk about on the show. Um. Got baseball. Boston Red Sox moving on to the World Series for the fourth time in a span of 18 years. Uh, crazy. Right. You know, ever since 2000, you know. um, You got the game six going on over at. In about an hour, yeah. In an hour or so mm-hmm. up in Milwaukee with the Dodgers and the. Uh, Wisconsin. And the Brewers. You know, that's always crazy, yeah. to say the very least. It's going to be an interesting game tonight. Yes. I cannot, cannot wait to watch the end of that game. You know, win or lose, whoever the winner or the loser is, hey, it's going to be fun. Right. But we also got a lot to talk about with basketball, too. Basketball's back in swing, in the swing LeBron of things. LeBron had his frozen game last night, so we'll talk about that. The, the Knicks won in, you know, blowout fashion against the lowly Atlanta Hawks. Lowly. But, but, you know, hey, look, listen, Vince Carter, 41 years old, still playing, man. Still playing. Trey Young played, you know, the other night, too, over making his uh, Madison Square Garden debut. Right. And then you have your Nets. Wound up coming in, going up against the Detroit Pistons. One of my sleeper teams. Yes, your your center. He's looking like he's going to be a star for that. Jared team. Adams, he's looking really, really well. Jared Adams looking really, really well. Um, <laughs> Drummond still dominated him somewhat, but he held his own. He held his own. So uh, we'll get into that. Well, but yeah, he's he, so far so good. Absolutely, and especially hockey last night. The Islanders win in complete blowout fashion. Something that. They haven't done in 2003. Beat the LA Kings at the Staples Center. Well, I'm about to channel my LeBron James circuit 2010 when, or 12, whatever year he went to uh, South Beach. Well, 2010. Many, thank you. How many goals did the Islanders score? Not one. Not, not two. two. Not, not three. Not, not four, four. Not five. Not, not six. Seven. Seven. Seven, Seven goals. <laughs> Sean Thomas channeling his inner LeBron James That's right. from 2010. That's right. Hey, can we get more of that during during the podcast? Yes, yes. All right, awesome. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get to everything like that in, in a little bit. Yep. Let's start off with football. Pigskin. Let's start off with football, and let's start off with the Giants right now. Uh-oh. Usually when I talk 
I talk about the Jets. And you know what? This Giants team right now is absolutely on the verge of complete colossal chaos right now. If if not, it already is. Okay? First and foremost, they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles last week. And in an absolute blowout of a game where you got to see Carson Wentz dominate, the Philadelphia defense dominate, Eli Manning has been looking like clueless Eli Manning for the past year now because of his offensive line. And Odell Beckham is back to smashing his head against things, you know. But And he's walking out on his team. Took him out. He had to go get hydrated. Yeah, right. And he says he hates water. Go figure. <laughs> go figure. He hates water. He's cramping. He needed an ivy, whatever that is. See, this is the problem I have, and I'm going to talk about this right now is when you have a superstar and a diva of this guy's talent, this guy just got paid in Odell Beckham Jr., okay? I'm not counting the guy's pockets. I'm not. The guy's entitled to every dollar that he gets because, God forbid, if that guy, if he were to get injured and get hurt, you know, he'll lose out on his payday, okay? Absolutely. 100% without a doubt. Now, with that being said, John Mara, Giants owner, comes out and basically rips his star player in his his big-time signing in the offseason. And he says, hey, listen, you know what? To almost quote him on this, stop, stop talking and go out in the field and play, okay? This guy winds up going out there after the fact, and he does the board challenge, whatever that is. Some 15 seconds of fame... Uh, crazy thing going on right now. And the first thing that I saw, Sean, and I, I'm going to tell you this right now, what a clown this guy is. <laughs> what an absolute clown this guy is right now. Mm-hmm. This guy mm-hmm. wa- winds up signing probably the biggest free agent deal, the biggest extension for a wide receiver in NFL history, correct? Correct. Okay. He says that he's matured, Correct. Correct. He's playing, you know, probably the one of the best football. He's probably playing the best football of his life, right? If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Okay. And yet, he's talking about Eli. He goes up with Little Wayne, and he starts talking about his quarterback here. I'm not defending Eli at all because he's had himself a a pretty bad year himself, Correct. to say the very least. But here's the thing, okay? You play to win the game. Right. To quote her her words here, right? Mm -hmm. What the hell is this guy doing? You know, he's smashing his head up against things. Yes, I get it. He's a very passionate guy. But, you know, some of the things that he does off the field and even, you know, on the sideline, Sean, Mm -hmm. is absolutely, it's mind-boggling to say the very least. And a lot of Giants fans are, you know, basically coming out of the woodwork right now on social media saying, that this guy, you know, he's very passionate. You know, we rip him too much. No. You play in the, the, the world's biggest media market. What else are you supposed to expect, you know? Right. Well, this is a classic case. And a lot of teams in a lot of sports, they fall into this trap where talent trumps all. If you're talented, if you are one of the best at what you do in said sport, 
that is going to trump all. Trump if you're crazy, Trump if you're whatever. And the Giants fell into this trap where he's top five one receivers in the game. OBJ's up there with Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, AJ Green, AJ Green, whoever you want to put him at top right. five. He's right. He's there. Whether he's three, four, it one, doesn't whoever. matter. Right. He's there. So you have to pay him as such, and the Giants did. Well, from a talent perspective, they had to. You had to pay him. I agree. Now, this is the difference between, yes, I know the Giants have been the Patriots last two Super Bowls. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the franchises. Well, take out Randy Moss with the Patriots way back when. The Patriots in the last 20 years have not had a receiver as talented as an OBJ. Why do you think that's the case, Will? Because the Patriots have a motto. Let you go a year too early rather than a year too late. Well, the Patriots would have cashed out on OBJ last year. Gotten whatever compensation and do what they always do. Get draft picks, make other trades, and then they do what they always do. Win 12, 13 games, and then do what they always do. Go to the Super Bowl. Well, this is a franchise problem. This is not an OBJ a problem. More teams need, and I know as a Jet fan, and I know the Patriots are a hated team. I get it. T12, I understand. TV 12. But the franchise is well run, and nobody can dispute that. This is a franchise problem with the Giants. Well, OBJ's talented. Oh, oh my God, he has the two. The, he has the two tone here, and he has the tattoos like all over the hair. And he's a talented guy. But will is the talent worth the headache? The Patriots, as a franchise, say no, and look at the success that they've had. Right. Many franchises say yes, and look at the lack of success. They've had mm-hmm. the OBJ problem. What it starts from the top. Now, what is also making this look really bad? Well, the Giants had second pick in the draft. Sam Darnold, this look pretty good. The last couple games, he's looked as you can make a case that the Browns are like, damn, did we make him? Now, I still think that Baker or Mayfield is going to be good. Right, but the, through the first six, seven games of their career, mm-hmm. Sam Donald has clearly been the best rookie quarterback so far. Mm-hmm. Giant fans are seeing that. Granted, will Saquon Barkley, to his credit, in every game has played really well. He's been as advertised, but the issue is not at the running back position. Eli is playing poorly. And what I think that's a reason why Giant fans are going crazy too, because they look across the locker room, and they're like, "Damn, this rookie at quarterback, he's throwing to guys not as talented as OBJ." Rob, um, well, Robbie Anderson has more touchdowns than OBJ. Terrell Pryor, who doesn't even start, has more touchdowns than OBJ. Well, that right there sums up the problem. It is an organizational problem, one, and the Giants are looking at the Jets and like, I wish we had their quarterback at 21-22 opposed to ours at 37-38. and 38. I get that, and I understand that totally. But, you know, when you look at 
when you play quarterback position, right, Sean? I know you played football. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you say to yourself, what makes a quarterback successful? Time in the pocket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Okay. So far this season, Eli hasn't gotten any any sort of time right. in, in the pocket Correct. at all. He's been blitzed. They wound up getting rid of their first-round draft pick from a couple of years ago, Eric Flowers. Now he's on Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to pinpoint everything on OBJ is a little bit unfair. I'll, I'll, I, I will say that, mm-hmm. okay? Right. But he is, the, he, is the, he is the grounding rod. Whenever something happens and the fans want to go to him, he's that guy just because, okay? Now, with that being said, I get that this is a win-now team. I get, like we said last week, that a lot of Giant fans, um, they wanted to see this team do very well. And they some people had high hopes winning the division, going to a wild, winning a wild-card spot for the postseason, even being 8-8, eight and eight, you know? That's somewhat better than what this team is looking like right now. But, you know, in fairness, you know, all the money that they spent on their offensive line this year, uh, you know, with uh, Solder at left tackle, Nate Solder, Hernandez, Hernandez the draft pick. You know, yeah, it's six games into the year, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good for them. And and on top of that, with this team, it is quite possibly, dude. It's this is probably one of the worst Giants teams I've seen in a very very long time. Well, I'm I'm going to backtrack you to a few words you said. And I'm going to backtrack to the last show that we did, Will. Okay. I feel like you're making my point. What about the Giants offseason? Gave Giants fans division winning optimism. How? You won three games last year. Okay, you got Nate uh, Soder. You drafted Hernandez and Barkley and you whatever. Well, the offensive line is still a concern. Number one, mm-hmm. their defensive scheme. They're well. The Giants have not run a three-four since the LT days. That's a long time ago. Absolutely, LT is almost sixty, or, or he probably is. That's a long time ago. Right. They're changing a defensive scheme. They have a new coaching staff. A GM is also new. What about that? In Giant fans' minds, equates. 10 and 6, 11 and 5, competing with Philly. You're not even better than Washington. You're not even better than Washington. <laughs> and Washington is probably the third best team in the Tennessee East. So right. it's like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't understand where this playoff optimism came from. You went you went three and thirteen. You you and and I feel like that's what the Giants also messed up. Like, well, you don't have this is well. This is why I say it's an organizational Organization. the problem too. Mm-hmm. What's been happening the past two or three years? Well, well, I go back to five years. First round running backs have had a lot of success. Right, Gurley, mm-hmm. Fournette, mm-hmm. Elliott, so on and so forth. I'm sure there's other guys. Um, the guy from uh, the Chargers, uh, Melvin, um, Melvin Ingram. Right, so they've had first-round guys will have come in at the running back spot, and they've played really, really well. So because of that, well, I think that was also a 
monkey see, monkey do move. Let's get our running back. Let's get our top 10, top five pick at that spot. And it's like, I, I just feel like. Melvin Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, right, correct, right. I just feel like, well, just that, like, the whole state of mind was, was just wrong. What And, well, the Giants knew what their schedule was going to be like pre-draft. The Giants' schedule is not an easy one. The Giants, in a three-game span, went to Carolina, home for Philly. Now they're at the uh, f- uh, f- um, uh, Falcons. That's not an easy road, Will. And the schedule is hard. You got to play Dallas twice. You got to play Philly again and the Redskins twice. And then who did they draw? In AFC South. AFC South with Houston and Tennessee and Jacksonville and even the that is not an easy schedule. No. So what about that? Got Giants fans going nine and seven, ten and six. Well, I have no clue. I can tell you one thing. You know, you look at the schedule. Okay, you look at the schedule. You said the AFC South right there. Over the past couple of years, I mean, outside of Jacksonville being good last year, and you know, you still you're a Titans fan. You could attest for this. It's still a tough division, no matter what. Any division within the NFL is tough, depending right. on who's you, you know, who's your quarterback. It's a week by week league, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. There's also, you know, you look at the receiving court. It's all it's explosive. They have the tight end Evan Ingram. They have Beckham. They have uh, Shepard. They just like like we said, they just drafted Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. But everything has to come from within. You know, I, I, I just, and the new, like you said, with the new coach, it's just like something's got to take some time. But they feel like with, with the fans, with Gettleman being there, you know, the right last year's coach, last year's coach for the Giants was McAdoo, Bob McAdoo, right? You look at him and you just say to yourself, you know, okay, he was an offensive minded guy, right? He goes in and he, he wound up having a great first year because he had Tom Coughlin's guys. Tom Coughlin's guys, right? And then after Coughlin left, the fuck the the prisoners wound up taking over the ship. <laughs> the inmates wound up running the asylum, essentially. And then what happened? You know, he got fired. But that's because of the fact about you know he it was the coach. Now you bring in the you know the new the new coach now, Shermer, Shermer, Pat Shermer. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just about you know he's got to gain some trust. You know, and ultimately, you got to win games by doing that. Well, I'm gonna make the most poignant giant point here, and this is all giant fans. This is all you need to know about where me and Will are coming from in terms of your team. Well, the Giants three years ago fired Tom. Co- well, no, they didn't. Fire- they let go. They let go of Tom. Co- right. They they agreed to resign or part ways. Right. They hired Ben McAdoo. Well, they did the call for move because they had their sights set on Ben McAdoo. Mm-hmm. Well, I was listening to Fran Sessa the other day. The Giants hired Ben McAdoo in a rush because the same year Coughlin got let go was the same year that the Philadelphia Eagles had an opening. <clears throat> the Giants rushed to hire the Packers offensive coordinator, that was a season that the Packers scored like four five hundred points. It was like a crazy year. Mm-hmm. And they hired it, then they wanted to hire the offensive mind. Well, they hired Bob McAdoo, so the Eagles would not. 
the Eagles hired Doug Peterson. The rest is history, Will. The rest is history. The Eagles offense has gone up the past three years, and they brought a Super Bowl home. I'm not saying he would have done that with the Giants. It's a team game. Right. But, well, it goes back to my main point, organization. Take your time, figure out who the right guy is. Just because a guy is the offensive coordinator, well, he wasn't even calling the plays. Mike McCarthy in Green Bay was calling the plays. How do you hire someone that doesn't call call plays? Well, we've seen that work once in the last X amount of years. Sean McVay, Washington to the Rams, great hire. Out of the box, and it's worked. Right. That doesn't moves moves like that don't work every single time. Right. So, Giant fans, you could have had Doug uh, Peterson, you had Bob, you had Ben uh, McAdoo, Ma- uh, and uh, you're one of five. So, congratulations. <laughs> you know. Just to be clear about one thing, don't get mad to OBJ, okay? Yeah, we, we talk about his, his uh, the way how he got paid and how he left the field and everything like that, you know, not a good sign. And then ultimately smashing his head against the plastic thing. Right. You know, the great players of our generation, the Bradys, the Mannings, Breeze. you know, the Breezes, you want to throw in the receivers, the, the uh, Jerry Rice's, Tim Brown's, Randy Moss's, Calvin Johnson's, Calvin Johnson's. Those guys would not have nope. done with the way how he would have done it. And I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh well, you know, it's your fault." You know, if you think that OBJ is the problem, kind of is the problem to a degree. But it's an organizational thing. I get it. I understand it. But when everything, when you have a focal point and a and a lightning rod like this guy is, you know, as talented as he is. You got to sacrifice that some of that talent there, and you got to win games, and you got to start thinking about the team here. Thank you. You know, you have to. The Patriots think about team. Well, I made this point last week. Will James White could be a starting running back on that team and on the majority of other teams? Right. The Patriots bring in the running backs every single season, mm-hmm. whether it's draft, free agency. James White does not complain. Will. James White is a fantasy god. He doesn't even start because it's a team game. Right. They they he has his role. They draft guys to do other things, and it works for them. That's why he's been on that team. He's one of the longest tenured guys on that team. Well, if your name is not Brady or Gronk, that's that's rare to be on the Patriots for such a long time. Because, like we said, right? Because. Like we said, a year a year before than a year after. Right. So that's how Do your job roll. too. Right. Do your Do you, job too. That's it. And right now, you know, this guy again, he does his job. Great talent. But leaving He's been even doing uh, doing that. In the Philly game, it was like, Oh yeah, he's he's uh he's on the field. It's like you kind of forget because like you said, Manning barely has time. So so he's right. not even getting the stats that he's getting right. paid for, like I think against Philly at five catches, like forty-four yards. Well, some receivers do that in in a drive. All, he did that in a game. All I got to tell you is this, and I'm going to leave it off like this. Okay, the great teams they find a way to win games, and they find a way to build their roster for not only right now but for the next five years with cap space and everything like that included, and they. Built through the draft. 
this Giants team right now is screwed out of five years with OBJ's large contract, and I'll leave it like that. Albatross of contract. And uh, in case for the ones that didn't see the game last week, the Giants lost. <laughs> Me and Will did it. Um, uh, I mentioned that. They got smoked, but um, 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 we'll preview the game when we do picks. But, yeah, that was not a good, good sign. Not at all. But, hey, you know. Don't Can we move on days. to a team that's absolutely? Uh, we're going to move on to a better team that's winning right Can now. It's to the, the gang to the better team it's in New York. Gang Green and who would have thought? thought? Who would have thought, thought that this team would have went three and three? Who would have thought this guy? This guy did at the beginning of the year. Broadway Sam. Yes, <laughs> he's lighting the world on fire right now. Broadway. What an absolute talent and what an absolute joy this guy is to watch. Forty-two points the last well. 35, uh, pick six, but... Right. 35 you know, points. Still. Yeah. And then the, the kicker, too. Uh, Jason Myers. Jason Myers going seven for seven and having three extra points. Right. You know, talk about a fantasy football fantasy, day. Fantasy day. Who have had Jason Myers yeah, last week? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty sure they won. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they won... They only won by, what, eight? What? The the Jets, they only won by eight? Well, they gave up that garbage, uh, the garbage touchdown yeah. at, the, um, uh, at the end, and then they went for two, but yeah. Yeah, you know, but still... You know, it's just crazy, man. You know, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year, I did, that this team would have started off the way how it did. And then, you know, you go out and they have the, the two two straight home games now after coming back from Jacksonville, getting almost blown out and getting their asses handed to them. Correct. You know, Santorino is looking like the absolute face of the 2018 NFL draft right now. He is. He is. And with the team that's in place, it's no wonder that the Jets are three and three right now. With the receiving cores with the receiving corps that they had right now in place, Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curtis, uh Terrell Pryor playing great, and you have your tight end situation right now, you know, with Eric Tomlinson and Chris Jordan Her- Leggett. Jordan Leggett and Chris uh the kid from Miami. Uh, Herndon. Herndon. Absolutely playing fantastic. And then the running game. Blau Powell is playing good. Uh, Isaiah Crowell is playing absolutely out of his mind. And this Jet offensive line, we talk about offensive lines with the Giants. Look at the Jets offensive line. Holding their own, man. Yeah, they're holding their own with that running attack right now. Their offensive rushing game right now is, I think, what, ranked top 10 in the league? Crowell and Crowell. Crowell. And Powell, they formed a pretty good one-two punch or so far, man. Running the ball really, really well. Absolutely. And you know what, too? This defense, man, more Mo Claiborne stepping up in the uh, absence of Tremaine Johnson. Avery Williamson's looking like the biggest uh, Jeffrey agent signing that they've really they haven't had in a while. Right. Um. You know, Leonard Williams is playing up to his potential. Finally, the safeties are playing Big good. Cat. Big cat. And my defensive player of the year, Jamal Adams, the ball he's, hawk. He's certainly playing. Uh, he is like all. Him, he is all over the place, he's dude. He's certainly playing. I like him. Man. I'll tell you another underrated player that nobody really talks about. Nobody gives love to. Steve McClendon. He does the dirty work. He man. does the dirty work, dude. Dirty deeds done, dirt cheap. That's Steve McClendon. That's a good call, he's, That's a good, good call, Will. He's one of the more underrated pieces on that Jets defense. Clogging the middle, stuffing running backs left and right. And you know what, too? Hey, look, listen. Todd Bowles finally got this team to win two games in a row. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Todd. 
you know, you're doing your job. <laughs> no pun intended for the Patriots right there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is the way how this team is supposed to play. You know, you have the right guys on defense right now. Everybody's in, in their prime just about. You know, now you, you develop this this young kid. They play up against the Minnesota team that's really, in all eyes, supposed to be favorites to not only win the NFC North, but to win the division on top of that, uh, uh, the uh, Super Bowl on top of that, excuse me. Well, the, this is a Vikings team that I had representing the NFC. Right. I had I in my uh, NFL in your NFL preview, preview. I had Steelers of uh, Vikings uh, Super Bowl. So you know it's 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 you know this is a team that's you know well regarded. Now they are missing some guys, whether it's injury related or how you know um, or off the field. But um, you know they've they've seemed to, to got it going the past couple weeks. Um, they beat Philly two weeks ago. Beat the Cardinals last week, even though that was a game closer than, you know, a lot of people thought, but they still uh, got the win, Will. So, you know, they're coming in here. Well, Adam Thielen is probably the best receiver nobody is talking about. I agree. Over 100 receiving yards in every game uh, so far. And, and you know, and the Jets secondary, Will, has a tough test because Stephon Diggs on the other side, he's pretty good too. Oh, yeah. And Kyle uh, Rudolph, the tight end, he's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about the the backs with Murray and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin and, Cook's going to be out for this game. So that's a big, big loss for them. But Latavius uh, Murray. Uh, Murray last week, he ran for over 100, uh, 100 plus yards. Right. So, you know, the Vikings have a very balanced team. They're not going to Hawaii with 40, 50 points. I know they have the players to do so. They do. But they're not going to Hawaii with that. They're they want to balance. If the big plays are there, great. If a six, seven-yard play is there, that's fine, too. Right. It's going to keep the chains moving. So it's going to be a tough game, but I well, it's going to be a very interesting game because the Jets have some guys that's also hurt, which which definitely sucks. You know, you want, you, you want to see 100% versus 100%. Absolutely. But, it's a team game. Man. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the Vikings right now with what they have. Kirk Cousins right now is literally almost close to 2,000 yards <clears> right now <throat> passing. He's got 12 touchdowns on the year to three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray, he's got 54 rushing attempts with 261 yards, a touchdown to his credit. Adam Thielen, probably the West Welker of the Vikings right now and probably of the league. He has 58 receptions for 712 yards with four touchdowns. And Stefan Diggs, his opposite partner, looking like Randy Moss and uh, Welker all over again, has 40 receptions for 435 yards with three touchdowns. Well, they've played six games. Adam Thielen has almost 800 receiving yards. That is crazy. That is. 58 catches in six games. That is. That's like, what? what is that like? Like, eight a game, like, like, yo, like that's crazy. Man. It is. And then to go with the team stats right now, <clears throat> this Minnesota team has 391 yards of total offense right now compared to the Jets' 340. Get this. The passing yards for this Minnesota Vikings team, they have 303 yards compared to the Jets' 210. So it's going to come down to the Jets' rushing attack here. And this is where they control the clock, and this is how you win games, and this is how you build a rookie quarterback up in order to win and succeed. The Jets right now have 130 yards rushing per game as opposed to Minnesota's 
87.3. Now, with that being said, Sean, the Jets are outscoring this team by four points throughout the season so far. But, again, it it's crazy how, you know, you any team can be beat on any given Sunday. Right, and you, you have to keep in mind the Jets have put up two 40-point-plus games twice so far uh, this year. And then, on top of that, too, with the passing yards, with passing yards allowed, Minnesota's passing defense, they've only given up 266 yards. The Jets' defense, passing-wise, they've only given up 272. It's going to look like it's going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, that's what the stats say, Will. Um, and, and, and <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not going to be a 42-34 game as it was last week, Will. But, well, I think if the Jets can make the Vikings one-dimensional, mm-hmm. here's the issue with that. The one dimension would then be to pass the ball. The Vikings do that pretty well. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, as much as you want to make them a one dimensional team, you got to be prepared. Like, if you make them sling the ball around the field 40, 50 times, they could put up a whole bunch of yards and points, yada, yada, yada. But, well, I, I think the game is really going to be close because, well, I was actually looking it up, Will, and let's just assume the Jets win, assuming they will. Will the next three games are winnable games at the Bears? Bears just lost to the the Bears just lost to Brock Osweiler. The Bears gave up thirty one points to Brock Osweiler. Well, that's a very winnable game. The Dolphins that's also on the road. Come the Jets probably played played their worst game of the year, week number two. So I'm and and that's always a game that's going to be close. The Jets could win that game, and then the Jets come back home to play the Bills. That's obviously a winnable game because well, after those three games, the Jets will host the Patriots. Well, if they could get past the Vikings and win two or all of those games against the three teams that I just said, that Patriots game is going to be very huge. Because well, as I predicted last week during Pixwell. Here come the Patriots. They're rolling now. They're rolling. They're rolling. 43 points against the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs' um, defense, the defense is, is ranked dead last. Dead last. I understand that. But they're starting to come now, Will. But, Will, if the Jets can, even if these next four games, Will, if they go 2-2 two and two or 3-1, and one, that still sets up a huge game later on down the line. I'm not trying, trying to go too far, but this is the biggest game of the year. You have a chance to beat a team that is a super – Bowl pick a contending team will at home the last game of the homestand because the next three out of the four are on the road. Will it's a big game, but I like well, what I saw. What what I also like that I saw will is that the linebacking core they're playing as one. You see Darren Lee and Avery Williamson and Jordan uh, uh Jenkins and crew. They're starting to play as a group, and that's making it easier on the three, four guys on the front three guys to do their job. And like you said, it's opened up one-on-ones for Big Cat to get sacks, and he's certainly putting those up up now. Another guy guy that we didn't even talk about either, Darren Lee. He's playing well. He is. Avery Williamson has something that he came – he's come to the team well, 
And it's like it's opened up Darren Darren Lee's eyes. I feel like maybe the Jets were asking Darren Lee to do a little bit too much, too soon. Mm -hmm. Now you have Avery Williamson who's now calling the defensive schemes and plays. Now you have Darren Lee in a more simplified role, and mm -hmm. he's playing like, and he's playing faster. He's one of the fastest backers in the in the whole league. Well, they call him the Manimal for a reason, right? N not right. Kenneth Fareed, right? Oh my nuts! But yeah. you know, well, you can see that the game is now slowed down for him. It's simple for him. Mm -hmm. Avery Williamson is doing much more of the bulk work, and the Jets are reaping the benefits of that. Give you a couple insights right now. Speaking of the aforementioned Adam Thielen, Thielen is on pace to finish the season with 1,899 receiving yards, which would be second most in a single season in NFL history. He is on pace to become the first Vikings player to lead the NFL in receiving yards. The Jets' defense has allowed five 100-plus yard receivers this season. Only Tampa Bay and San Francisco have allowed more. The Jets are 0-3 when Sam Darnold has 31 pass attempts or more, and 3-0 when he attempts 30 or fewer passes. The Vikings' pass defense is one of just five defenses allowing 250 yards passing and 100 yard and a 100 yard uh, 100 passer rating. Excuse me. Most other teams are Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Oakland, and Atlanta. And here's a fun fact: the Vikings are the 19 since the 1970 merger to face three different rookie starting quarterbacks in the same season, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darno. That is crazy. That is crazy, Dave. They obviously beat in the first two. Um, actually, actually, no, the Bills um, beat them. So um, so they lost to Josh and Allen, uh, Rosen they beat last week, and now, and, and now uh, they get Sam, so... We shall see. Well, well, before we get to the picks, um, um, just kind of surveying the league as a whole, right, 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 quick. Again, like I said, well, I feel like the Patriots use September as like a trial month, warm up. This is our free trial. This is three, four games we can not afford to waste, but we could afford to put some guys here and there, see how right. it works, right? Because October to December, well, they 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 normally don't lose. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a stat, I think in the last six, seven seasons, the Patriots have lost in the month of December like twice. That's crazy. <laughs> to to lose to not lose like in a month that that like not lose. Hey, listen, you can't never you can't really go against the Patriots either. But you know what? Like I said, Super Bowl losers losers dude, they do not tend to fare well the following year. But well, I think well I know it's only two games, but I think they're coming. I think they're coming. I think the we'll we'll get to the picks, but they played, but they but they played the Bears on the road. We'll see what happens there. Well, another thing too. Well, my Titans. I don't know if you saw the game or you saw the stats or whatever the case was. Well, but you lost twenty-one zip. Okay, Dolphins had a bad game. You gave up eleven sacks. Eleven, eleven. That's sad. Three players had two or two or more. That's sad. Out of eleven, will Terrell sucks had one of the had one. Right. So your best pass rusher had one of the eleven. Who the hell are these other guys that you're giving up uh, sacks to? So you know the Chargers are licking their chops, will. But eleven sacks, will that that that's that's. I mean, 
that's a lack of respect at like like after sack eight, it's like they don't even care about about the receivers running routes. Like they're just gonna set everybody. So that was really, 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 really bad. And well, last but not least, the last undefeated team, your Super Bowl pick, the Rams. It came close. The Broncos made it a, a close game at the end, but you know what? Five and zero now. Some six and zero now. And you know, um, and the Chiefs. That was a real good game. Patriots Chiefs last back and forth. Um, but yeah, gave Brady way too much time. Give you one other thing, Aaron freaking Rodgers. What a game that was a Monday, yeah, Monday night. Oh my god, that was him crazy. leading that comeback. And the Forty ers played well. Yeah, I'm really it's surprised shocking. about that. Yeah. Me too. Shocking, you yeah. know. But him coming back like that again with the knee injury that he had earlier in the year. You know, I know San Francisco. Listen, no team should ever be taken as a uh, as a lightweight at all or anything like that. Again, any team can be beat on any given day, and we picked up against uh, San Francisco last week, and they were. Yay close. They were yay close to winning that game. But Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field, there's something about him with Lambeau, man, with the comebacks that he's got. Even himself, you know, going out on the road with the way how he plays is just absolutely phenomenal. Right. Right. And and, and it's, it's one of those things where you like, you know, they've 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 had some friction with the coaching McCarthy and him and whatever the case was, but well, if they ever put a consistent defense for for that man, watch out. I mean, I mean, you know, like yes, he has the Super Bowl, but well, if Aaron Rodgers finishes his career with one Super Bowl, son, one Super Bowl win, well, I think that'll be one of the one of the one of the greatest. The world's not coming to me, but... One-hit wonders? No. One of the greatest lack of accomplishments for a team, because you had a all-time great that only won one Super Bowl. You've had players not as good as him win because they took care of the parts of the mm-hmm. team, and for some reason, the Packers just ignore the defensive side of the ball. I just don't get why. But, you know, whatever organizations, teams have different things that they care about and going on, but that's a good call. Well, he had a very, very good, good, a very good game Absolutely. Monday night leading them back. So, Absolutely. Hey, you want to know what time it is, dude? Dun, 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 dun. It is time for our picks this week. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, Last well, we both had pretty bad weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, I know I had book. a bad week. I went six and nine. Will went six and nine. I went eight and seven. But compared to my other weeks, I had a eleven and five week. I had a ten and four week. I had eleven and four and one week. Pretty pretty bad. So well, um, we would give the updated uh, standings halfway through the end of the year. So after week week eight, in case guys are girls wondering how many wins losses we have. Week eight, we will have an update on that. I know the last two weeks I've been fourteen and fifteen. I haven't really been paying attention to other my other to uh, other other weeks, right, right? Yeah, so I'm been fourteen and fifteen for the last two weeks. Not a good record, but hey, it is what it is. And we'll get to that after week eight. Me and Will are already one and zero. 
we had the Broncos defeating the Cardinals. What a bad game for Thursday Night Football, boy. The last it, two weeks have been brutal. Another another reason to cancel Thursday Night Football right there. Or, or at least move it to Friday, man. Not even Friday. Just get rid, of, <laughs> get rid of the thing in general and just have these guys play on Sunday. I mean, I, I do get it. Denver and Arizona is not too far away in terms of... But Re- those regional. two teams were just... 40, I mean, the Broncos had two pick sixes in the in the first quarter. That that was horrible. That was horrible to watch. I mean, I, I'm literally on the TV watching it. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to go watch the Red Sox game now for a little bit. <laughs> Didn't even care about basketball. <laughs> going to watch the Red Sox before the Islanders play in Los Angeles. You know, hey, look, listen, it is what it is, you know. You know a game was bad when a Yankee fan had to go watch the Red Sox game. Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. It was that bad. NFL, step your game up. Start putting these games on the... On Sunday. Sundays. Here we go, going into the picks. Yes, Will. So, go ahead, Sean. Well, so we are already 1-0. Will, second straight week, the NFL is in London overseas, Will. My Titans are taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, Will. Titans and Chargers at Wembley. Give me the Super Chargers this week. No longer the San Diego. It's the Los Angeles Super Chargers now. Los Angeles Super Chargers now. Give me the LA Super Chargers. Well, give me the Chargers as well. Well, when I pick against the Titans, what happens? They, they always, lose. Right. So I'm going to. So it hurts me, but I think the Chargers are the better team here. I'm not going to waste too much time. They're Chargers over the Titans. Will, the Patriots at Chicago. Pats at the Bears. A Bears team that gave up 31 points to Braga. So, Waddle Will. I think this home crowd is going to rejuvenate this. The Soldier crowd is going to. Soldier Field crowd is going to rejuvenate this. Uh, Chicago Bears team and going in and you know what too sounds like a homer will this sounds like a Chet Homer will I am that's what it sounds like will I am but you know what dude at that same point in time New England's been playing great but they've been going up against some pretty bad defenses over the past couple of weeks correct correct give correct. me the Chicago Bears upset special upset special of the week will taking the Bears at home against the Patriots well I'm not drinking that juice just yet I'm I'm gonna go with the consistency I'm gonna go with the Patriots on the road against the Bears. Will the Buffalo Bills at Indy? Bills at Colts. Who you got there? These are two bad teams, Sean. This is going to be a bad game to watch. And Andrew Luck has been the bright spot for this fantasy Indianapolis. Have been, have been really high. For this Indianapolis <laughs> Colts team. They've been playing, he's been playing great football. Just this team has been horrible. Right. And the Buffalo Bills defense, hey, look, listen, give them credit. They're ranked in the top five, I believe. They're playing well. They've yeah. been playing the very, very bad. well. Just feel bad for Josh Allen, but give me the Colts. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Give me the Colts as well, just because they're they're the better of the two bad teams. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. All, all, that's all that is there. Well, the Detroit Lions coming off a of bye week, they take off, they take on the Miami Dolphins in South Beach. Lions at Dolphins. This is a tough game. Tough game to pick, man. Let me hear what you guys say first. I feel like even though they lost their last game, I feel like before the bye, I feel like the Lions found something. And I, I, I'm i not going to trust Brock Oss about our back-to-back weeks. So I'm, I'm going to take Matthew Stafford and, and the Lions on the road. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> Give me the Lions as well. Will's going to take Detroit. Well, I already know where you're going here. The Minnesota Vikings come to Jet Life and take on Gang Green. Vikings at Jets, Will. Who do you have, sir? As much as I want to pick my team, I got to go with the Vikings this week. I think the Vikings are going to go in to to Jet Life and 
you know what? I love to I love to see this team go four and three. I would love to see this team just play really well. But there's just something about this Minnesota team in general that I just see, and it's like, you know, Kirk Cousins passing offense. They they attack the middle of the field. When they do that against this Jet D, it's not going to look good. Give me the Vikings. Will's going to take the Vikings. Well, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Will, I'm not going to lie. I will, I would have taken the Jets if they were healthy. I really, really would. That, that would too. My upset pick, but too many guys out. Well, give me the Vikings. I would love to see the Jets win, though, man. Believe I'm not going to lie. Believe me. And I would, too, but I have the Vikings over the Jets. Well, a very interesting uh, matchup. Panthers at Eagles. Carolina. Cam at Wentz. Who do you have there, sir? Another tough game. That's a real tough game. These these games are tough, man. They're getting down to it, man. You know, I gotta the go. Of the season. I, I gotta go with the Panthers, man. On the road. On the road. I think this this team right now, they're running on some some fumes right now, and they're running on all cylinders. And this defense is looking pretty good too. You know, outside of Cam, I think this defense doesn't get talked about enough. Give me the Panthers on the road. Well, our first disagreement, Will, I feel like the past couple of weeks, Philly has found um, something. Wentz is back. He's a, he, look, he looks like he got his legs. Maybe it's because he just played the Giants. Right. We, we shall see. But right. first disagreement, Will, I'm going to take the Eagles at home. Will, Cleveland at Tampa Bay. The Browns at the Bucks. What do you have there, sir? <sighs> Give me Baker. Give me the Browns. That's it. That's you're, all I got to say. You're a Baker guy, Will. I've, I see it in your face. <laughs> he's he's doing things for this Cleveland organization, man, that they haven't seen in a very, very long time since Tim Couch. That's true. Yeah, he, he has been playing well. Um, well, this is a tough game, but uh, no, give me Tampa Bay at home. They put up a, a lot of points last week. Defense did not show up last week. Um, Winston played well, but the defense did not show up last week. Give me Tampa Bay at home. Will, a very interesting AFC South Divisional game. Houston at Jacksonville. Will, who saw the Cowboys dropping 40 on Jacksonville? Not I don't me. Think anybody Not saw, me. saw that. Not me, that's for sure. Houston at Jacksonville. Will, who do you have there, sir? Uh, Houston at Jacksonville. I'm going to have to go with the... I got to look for my pick right now. Hang on. I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars. Are they home? They are home. I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars at home. I think they break out of the Schneid. Well, I the, I'm picking the Jaguars too, only because they're at home. <laughs> like I, on the road, I don't trust the team on the road at all. But um, I'm going to take the Jaguars since they are at home. Well, into the four o'clock games now, probably the game of the week: New Orleans at Baltimore. Before you make your pick, Will, Drew Brees has beaten 31 of 32 teams. The only NFL team he has not beaten. The Baltimore Ravens. Does he do it on Sunday? No, he does not. They're playing outdoors. He does not fare outdoors. And this Baltimore Ravens defense is 11 legit. 11 sacks. <laughs> is legit. So give me the Baltimore Ravens beating up on one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play. Well, I think it's going to be the best game of the week. I think it's going to be a defensive game. But give me the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints here. Ingram is back. So they at him and Kamara, the one-two punch. 
and the defense starting to come around a little bit. So I'm going to take the Saints, and I think Drew Brees finally gets that win against the Ravens. Well, we, should, we shouldn't take long on this next pick. Well, the Rams at San Francisco. Who do you have there, sir? I wouldn't be surprised that the Rams get their first loss this week. I really wouldn't. Interesting. I really wouldn't. And the 49ers are obviously going to be the home team, but give me the favorite. Give me the Rams. I would not be surprised this game comes down to a last-second field goal because this is a not only an inter, inter-division matchup here, but this is a San Francisco team that almost won on the road against Green Bay. Came, at Green Bay. Coming all the way east. Right. <laughs> Take one of the Packers, So right? now to go back to Levi Stadium and to play up against a, a perfect Rams team right now, hey, this might be the Rams' first loss of the year, but... Give me the Rams. They're going to probably win by three points. Well, I'm going to take the Rams there as well. Well, rivalry, rivalry, rivalry. Dallas at Washington. Boys and the Redskins. Who, who do you have there, sir? Redskins. They always go like 500 just about every every game <laughs> they play. And yet they're, they're right there. The Cowboys, you know, I don't know what to think about the Cowboys yet, to be honest with you. Uh, but in this case, I'm going to have to go with the Redskins here this week. Give me Washington. And they're home. They're home. They, they, this, this is Fox's game of the week. Well, give me the Cowboys. I, I, I like what I saw last week. Um, Dak threw it around some last week. He used his legs finally. But, well, I've been saying this for the past couple of shows. The Cowboys' defense is not getting the credit that they deserve. I think they frustrate in Alex Smith. They I make agree. A couple plays, I agree. And I think that is gets a job done at on the road at Washington. Well, Sunday night. I think I uh, misspoke, Will. This could be the game of the week, Will. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Bengals at Chiefs Sunday night football. Who do you have there? Give me the Chiefs only because of the fact that they're playing at home. Patrick Mahomes is going to be rejuvenated around this crowd. This crowd's going to really rally against them. And I know that this Bengals defense is kind of sort of somewhat dirty to a degree. I think you're going to see a lot of calls go against uh, the Bengals defense here. In a sense, but uh, I, I also know, too, that the Chiefs, they're ranked 32nd in defense. But with that being said, the Chiefs are home, and you have Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. The Bengals are coming off a heartbreaking loss. They had the Steelers beat, and then they gave up a, a wide receiver bubble screen to Antonio Brown. that He got a, he gets a couple blocks and takes it 40-some yards to win the game of eight um, seconds left. Well, they had that game one, Will. I think they do have a hangover effect. Give me the Chiefs at home. Will, this is game number seven for the Chiefs. They've played out of six games. They've already played four on the road. This is only their third home game of the year. A comparison. This is the Jets' third home game in a row. The Chiefs, this is their third home game of the year. That's crazy. So they're back at home. Finally, give me the Chiefs at home. And well, last but not least, Monday night football. <sighs> Giants at Atlanta. Well, when the schedule came out, this looked like a pretty good game. Both teams stink. In a battle of the teams that stink, Will, who do you have? The Giants at Falcons. This is a tough game. For two teams that are already bad, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and on Monday night, I remember three, what was it, four years ago when Geno Smith was a rookie? He went into the Georgia he Dome. Won and, and he won, And right? he wound up winning the game on Monday night. Yep. You know? Yep. 
With that being said, I think Eli and I think OBJ and I think the Giants find a way to win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So with that being said, give me the Giants on the road. Well, I, I would love for them to win just because of the, for, so the talk could die down a little bit. They, they need it. They need it in the worst way. Because I also think it's unfair to the, to the Jets. Jets are having success this year, but they're getting trounced by the Giants talk. But um, Giants always run the city no matter what, man. It's true. But Well, give me the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons at home. The, well, the only reason they're 2-4, and four, the injury bug. It's like three, four of their best players on. Remember this. Remember this. Talking about Kansas City having the last ranked defense. So does the Atlanta Falcons. They're ranked 31st. Three of their best defensive players out for the season. That's not going to help <laughs> when That's you go tough. there. All right, well, those are our picks. The teams that are on the bye this week. Green Bay, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. And Marshawn Lynch is going to be out for, for a month. Yeah, not and good. The, and the Browns traded Carlos Hyde to Jacksonville for a fifth-round pick. Well, that must mean that Fournette is really hurt. That must mean Leonard Fournette is oh, really yeah. hurt. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's really hurt. And, the, you know, Doug Marone is looking at him and he's saying to himself, like, you know, what the hell's going on over here with this guy? <laughs> right. So. You know, so. Brought in Carlos Hyde there. Well, those are our picks for week number seven of the National Football League. Well, what's next, sir? Want to take a break? Final thoughts? Final thoughts, yes. Um, what do I got to say? I don't, congratulations to you being an uncle, Leon. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my brother's having twin boys, so... Uh, in a family full of girls, it's nice to have two little boys running around due uh, two days before my birthday. My birthday is November the 18th. They are due November the 16th. How so special is that, man? I, hopefully, she pushes them. Two more days later, we all share a birthday. Oh, that would be happy crazy. Family, so. That would be crazy. Thank you. We shall see. And also, well, um, another big shout out to, you know, a couple guests that we had on, you know, always giving us a promo, Mike uh, uh, Mike Donna, so that he uh, tagged something the other day. And Combo as well. Yeah. Combo always giving us a shout out, tagging me and or you. So Even at Easton. Even at Easton, too. Who I think is at the Nets game right now. So a lucky guy. I know. What a lucky guy, huh? Well, next show, got a lot to talk about. So Absolutely. Hockey, basketball. Baseball. Baseball. The Red Sox. On the board sports. Signing out. Signing out.